Happy New Year, Thyroid Thrivers. I hope that wherever you are, you're faring well, you're safe, you're healthy, and you're hanging in there after the wild bull ride that was 2021. You know, the start of a new year always brings this breath of fresh air. And I know I'm not alone in feeling like this new beginning is especially welcome. It's kind of like after you've had a really tough day and you fall into bed knowing that If nothing else, tomorrow the sun will rise on a new day. So today, I'd like to take a look back at 2021. What worked? What didn't? What are my biggest takeaways for you? That's what we're going to cover in this raw and personal 2021 thyroid year in review. Hello, thyroid drivers. Welcome back to another episode of Thyroid Healthy Bites, a weekly podcast dedicated to helping you live well and eat well so you can feel well. I'm Ginny Mahar, your host and the face behind the apron at hypothyroidchef.com. All right, let's dive in. You know, the past couple of years have been tumultuous for us all, to say the least. But I hope that we can all agree that there's also been some silver linings. I think we've been sort of asked to winnow out the chaff in our lives, whether that's employment we didn't like, whether there were some toxic relationships, maybe there were some habits that weren't supporting us, maybe we were stuck in a mindset that wasn't supporting us. And there's no way around it that that winnowing down is hard work. Um, You know, this has been more than two years now in a global pandemic. And I think it's taught us a little more about what's truly sustainable in our lives and what's essential. And it's given us this golden opportunity to say goodbye to what's not serving us and start rebuilding a new and better and ultimately more thyroid friendly life. You know, and that includes all aspects of our life. It isn't just about zeroing in on this one little gland. It's really, it affects every system in the body and it's affected by every aspect of our lives from our support system to the food we eat, to our self-care, our emotional health, our movement routine. It's all root cause material when it comes to our thyroid issues. So before we go further as a special New Year's gift, or just a thank you for listening to Thyroid Healthy Bites, whenever you happen to find this episode, I've got a 20% off coupon that you can apply to the Thyroid Friendly Workout Kit. I know a lot of us have some ambitions this time of year to get more active, and that workout code for the Thyroid Friendly Workout Kit is WORKIT20. So you can go to hypothyroidchef.com slash workout to learn more about the Thyroid Friendly Workout Kit and get 20% off with that code, WORKIT20. I'll put the link for all that in the show notes. It's an awesome kit. There's 20 thyroid-friendly workout videos. There's a 28-day movement plan. There's a guide on thyroid-friendly exercise, what that means. There's all kinds of awesome bonuses. So definitely check that out, the thyroid-friendly workout kit. And don't forget that 20% off code, WORKIT20. 
I will try just about anything to find what works and what doesn't. I'm totally my own human guinea pig for your benefit. And trust me, I've had plenty of failed experiments along the way, but I've also had some big wins. And that's what I mostly want to share with you today so that I can really inspire and encourage you on your own healing journey. And of course, I'll be sharing my most epic fails and my three biggest takeaways for you. And finally, I want to let you in on some fun plans and amazing stuff that's in store for you and the Hypothyroid Chef community as we look ahead to 2022. So quick disclaimer, I'm going to be talking about my own personal health journey. I may share some things that I've tried or done, some supplements I've taken, but please remember this information is for educational and inspirational purposes only. Always consult with your doctor or other healthcare providers before you make changes to your diet, healthcare, or exercise regimen. All right, let's start with the good news. My three biggest thyroid health wins of 2021. First is frozen shoulder recovery. And I think I've mentioned this first and it's most top of mind for me because it was such an epic ordeal. So really quickly, in case you don't know, frozen shoulder, also known as adhesive capsulitis, is one of the many issues that we're more prone to as thyroid thrivers. Um, according to studies, they say we're about 2.7 times more likely to develop frozen shoulder. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to get frozen shoulder, but if you do, know that your thyroid disorder is indeed one of what could be many root cause factors. And this was confirmed to me by my surgeon who said, look, you're a female, you're in midlife and you have Hashimoto's, the, all those increase your risk. So frozen shoulder is characterized by stiffness and a very limited range of motion in the shoulder capsule. It, a lot of people think, oh, your shoulder's protecting itself or like the muscles are too tight that's really not what it is. It's inside the shoulder capsule. It actually literally gets locked down by adhesions in the joint capsule. And those adhesions form over time, literally locking the shoulder into place. There's three stages of frozen shoulder. First is freezing. That was the most painful in my opinion. Then there's the frozen stage and then there's the thawing stage. And each of those stages can last several months. Um, in most cases, frozen shoulder and that whole cycle does resolve itself, but it can take one to three years. Yeah, years. After consulting with a really awesome surgeon here in Missoula, we decided that I was a really good candidate for one treatment path, which is a capsular release surgery, so that I could shorten that process as much as possible and avoid some of the side effects that come along with having frozen shoulder for multiple years, like depression, sleep deprivation, weight gain, you know, all of that can be caused by that pain and immobility. And I was like, no way. What can we do to shorten this? And that's what we decided on. So I had that capsular release surgery on December 10th of 2020. So I kind of came into 2021 really still in like pretty major recovery from that. I was doing a lot of intensive physical therapy and well, there's, you know, lots of different ways to treat frozen shoulder, including doing nothing. A lot of people choose to do nothing and just let it resolve on its own, which 
absolutely can happen. But personally, I feel like my treatment path worked. It, it just, I feel better. I feel like pretty much resolved. And I would say I'm at like about 90%, 95% healed from frozen shoulder. So that feels like a huge win for me, just getting my mobility back. Like I missed the whole ski season last winter, which is not okay for me. Like I need to ski this year. I'm back on the mountain. I was swimming all summer. I just planned a surf trip. So yay. I've got my mobility back. I can't say I'm a hundred percent pain-free, you know, I still feel it, but it's absolutely almost resolved. I anticipate being back to 100% probably by this summer. That's, that's my prediction. Okay. My second biggest thyroid health win of 2021 is I quit drinking alcohol. So that was sort of a side effect of my frozen shoulder saga. Since my thyroid journey started, my consumption of alcohol has steadily gone down over time. And I do occasionally still partake, but I really spent the vast majority of 2021 alcohol free. Now, I was inspired to really start that because of frozen shoulder surgery. I knew that was upcoming. So I went back on a strict autoimmune protocol diet to reduce inflammation, and that included eliminating alcohol completely. And then, of course, I was going through the surgery. I was on some pain medications during the recovery where you can't drink any alcohol. And then just the recovery process, you know, it, it's believed that frozen shoulder is an autoimmune condition. So inflammation is sort of implicated in that. And I wanted to do everything I could to reduce inflammation. And a big part of that was deciding to go long-term with eliminating alcohol. So I went six solid months. And then after that, I, you know, now I like occasionally will have you know, maybe a glass of wine or a mixed drink or something like that. Ultimately, there was more benefit to this than just helping with inflammation and with my frozen shoulder recovery. Now, I hate to be a party pooper, but you know that I'm going to give it to you straight. And alcohol is not good for us as thyroid drivers. There are just so many things about it that are detrimental to our health. I'm going to be doing a dedicated episode on this soon, but I'll give you a few quick reasons why alcohol and your thyroid do not mix well. First of all, alcohol, as we all know, negatively impacts the liver and the liver is where thyroid hormone conversion occurs. Another factor is weight gain. Now I've reached a point at 45 where nothing seems to be working for weight loss and my body seems pretty much hell bent on putting on this midlife middle that I'm actively trying to stop. And ladies, it's also important to know that alcohol is estrogenic, which has a lot of negative implications for our hormonal health, including making it more difficult to lose weight. I know that's a big frustration for us, so I want to share that with all of you. Finally, and this may be the number one reason to think about reducing or eliminating alcohol in your life is that alcohol is really not good for our gut health and gut health is tied to everything, our mental health, our physical health, our thyroid health, our digestive health, all of it. So this was another really big factor in my personal decision to drill down on cutting out alcohol. 
I've struggled over the years with some gut flora imbalances. It seems to be like whack-a-mole. Like I address it, I feel better. And then boom, I get a little bit imbalanced in my gut flora. Again, that's very common with Hashimoto's patients. And that's been true for me pretty much since my thyroid journey began. Although I would say I've been able to widen the points between, you know, incidents of gut dysbiosis. So that's been helped by my diet and lifestyle and things like that. But yeah, it's, it's been like one of my personal bugaboos. After the vast majority of 2021 spent alcohol-free, I had my first negative candida test in 10 years, 10 years, pretty much since I was pregnant with my son. And this was a huge win for me. So while I'm not 100% alcohol-free, continuing to reduce it in my life is absolutely 100% on the books for me for 2022. All right. Health win number three, I worked out consistently for a year. Now I'm an active person. I enjoy playing. I especially enjoy my outdoor adventures. This provides a really natural motivation for me to stay strong and active so that I have more fun when I get out on my skis or my snowboard or my mountain bike, things like that. If you watched my five tips on thyroid healthy exercise from last week, you learned about the special challenges that we face as active thyroid drivers. And it can be a little bit trickier for us. If we push too hard, it's easy to fall flat on our face. We can get exercise induced autoimmune flares. We can get straight up exercise intolerance. You know, there's also those physical complications that we're more prone to like frozen shoulder and staying active can get really tricky. So I've done the overdo it and crash cycle. I've done the workout for a month and then get distracted for a month cycle I've done the ignore my body's signals and then pay the price cycle. You know, I've done all of that. But this year I decided to try something new and it actually worked. I exercised consistently for the entire year by choosing a doable exercise goal of 150 minutes per week. This is the American Heart Association's recommendation, and it was also a level that was chosen by me as part of a um, fitness challenge that a friend invited me to participate in that lasted throughout the year. So I did also have that added accountability and support. Were there weeks that I did way more than 150 minutes? Absolutely. Were there weeks when I didn't hit the mark? Yes, I did have three grace weeks throughout the year, but I stuck with it and hit a minimum of 150 minutes per week for the entire year. That's a win. So while that might seem kind of paltry to some of my super active friends who don't have thyroid issues, I'm practicing not comparing myself to others. So I'm super proud of this achievement. And I learned a big lesson about setting smarter health goals that are attainable and realistic and most of all appropriate for me. So if you want to learn more about smarter health goals, that was another episode that I did recently. So you can go back and check that out if you want to make your own smarter health goal for 2022. Those are my three wins, my frozen shoulder recovery, my abstaining from alcohol for the better part of an entire year and working out consistently for an entire year. That brings me to my most epic health fail of 2021. 
Okay, so like many of you, I struggle to lose weight. People say things that like, you know, oh, your thyroid issue, you're just blaming your thyroid issue, or you're blaming your genetics or your hormones or whatever. These are just excuses. But you know what, they're also very real factors, and they can compound and they can add up to being overweight or obese if we're not careful. I feel like I can just look at a donut and gain weight. (laughs) I know from some of you, I've heard you say the same thing. So sometimes even if we're careful, we can put pounds on pretty easily, especially when we have a lowered metabolism as we do with hypothyroidism, including, you know, from Hashimoto's or from having had a thyroidectomy, being a thyroid cancer survivor, et cetera. This can be maddening, but you know what, it's more important to feel good than to look like a swimsuit model. You know, we're all beautiful. We're all lovable. We're all worthy at any size. Please love and accept yourself wherever the dial falls on the scale. But here's my personal rub. I feel better when I'm a little bit lighter. My clothes fit better. My balance is better. My body works better. I'm happier. It makes it more fun when I get to go out and play and do, you know, the adventuring that I love to do. I can love and accept myself and also simultaneously prioritize losing weight. I've done quite a few different weight loss programs over the years that didn't work. This year, my weight loss experiment was Noom. Now, while there's a lot I really liked about Noom, and I adhered to it really, you know, strictly along with my other thyroid friendly guidelines. I didn't, you know, suddenly start eating dairy and gluten just because their recipes included it. But I did finally throw in the towel after six months and only one pound lost. So what I've realized with hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's that I think is important to remember is that sometimes we just need to forget about the stupid scale because compulsively tracking our meals and getting all stressed out about what we eat is not good for us. It can do more harm than good. It can lead to disordered eating. It can lead to excessive stress around food. It just, it doesn't help us. And sometimes like we're in midlife when we have frozen shoulder and Hashimoto's and it's a pandemic and you're raising a 10 year old and you're shuttering one business while trying to open another and all this stuff is happening. It can be an accomplishment just not to gain weight. You know, it's an accomplishment these days to just get out of bed and give ourselves nourishment and hydration and self-care and play and good sleep in the midst of this crazy storm life is throwing at us on the daily. You know, I've interviewed a lot of experts on thyroid weight loss and I've adopted their recommendations and there's a lot of good advice out there. And the fact still remains that weight loss is often harder for us as thyroid thrivers. Whatever I need to do to crack my personal weight loss code, I haven't discovered it yet. Um, I think this may be like a season of life that I'm in, you know, a major shift that my body is going through. So what am I going to do? Well, I'm going to keep trying, but I'm also going to not worry too hard about it or get all in my head about some stupid number. 
If I feel good, if I feel strong, if I stick with my dietary goals, if I'm eating a nutrient dense diet, if I'm staying active, if my body's giving me that feedback that, Hey, I feel good. This is working. Keep going. You know, I, I think that's good. I think I'm, I'm in a place where I'm okay with that. All right. So what are my three biggest takeaways for you from everything I learned in 2021? Number one, don't make assumptions about your health. Get tested. You know, maybe it's that you think you have a thyroid issue because you've seen all the different symptoms and there's literally hundreds of thyroid related symptoms. And you thought, that's me. I must have a thyroid issue, but you've never actually been tested. Or maybe you've been diagnosed with hypothyroidism, but you don't think you have Hashimoto's because your doctor would have tested you for it, right? Well, typically no. Or maybe it's that you're fully diagnosed and you think you might have one of the issues that you commonly hear about on social media that's associated with things like Hashimoto's, like adrenal fatigue or estrogen dominance or leaky gut. You know, there's a saying in functional medicine that I absolutely love, test, don't guess. I cannot emphasize this strongly enough for you and for all of us. In fact, I was reminded of this myself in 2021 in a big way. I've been under a lot of stress like the rest of us and was feeling that kind of sloggy brain fogged fatigue that just won't let up. And that's when I know my body's telling me something's off. I tried, you know, a lot of what had worked in the past, like adaptogenic herbs, for example, but it just was not cutting the mustard. So I decided it was time to invest in my health and do some more detective work. I had two big tests that I had not done before. First was the Dutch test, which is considered the gold standard for getting a really complete and comprehensive hormonal picture. And then I had the GI map, which is considered the gold standard for gut health testing. And I'd like to talk about both of those more in depth in their own episodes, but both of them gave me a really important reminder. Don't make assumptions. I thought for sure I had adrenal fatigue and that my cortisol was going to be way off. But my Dutch test showed that my cortisol curve was normal. Every time I've tested my cortisol curve, actually, it's been normal. It was my testosterone that was super low. And the symptoms of low T and adrenal dysfunction can overlap. But the treatment for each is totally different. So once I knew what I was dealing with, I was able to tweak my supplements and medications with the help of my doctor, my naturopath, to address the correct issue. And that has made a huge difference. It's like, let's take that journey from point A to point B and shorten it from what could be years down to a few weeks, like just by knowing what the correct targeted treatment is because you did the diagnostic testing to get the correct answers about what's really going on. I had a similar experience with my GI map, which showed me some surprises about my gut health. My chronic candida was gone again. Yay, super happy about that. I don't show signs of leaky gut or high sensitivity to gluten, which is always in the back of our minds as thyroid patients, especially the leaky gut piece. Oh, is there a gut issue? Am I, you know, something going on in my gut? What it did show signs of 
was sluggish digestion for me. My naturopath caught those signs right away and said that they were kind of predisposing me to SIBO, which is another very common complication that Hashimoto's patients can deal with and something I absolutely would like to prevent and avoid as much as possible. So my naturopath recommended betaine with pepsin or apple cider vinegar at every meal to help me get better nourishment from my meals and to avoid SIBO. I know that's a lot of technical info that I just threw at you if you're not familiar with some of those things, and I don't want to get off track with all that. But my takeaway for you is don't make assumptions, find a good functional or whole health oriented doctor you can work with and get tested so you can get answers and do the right treatment. Yes, it is an investment, but I will tell you, it absolutely saved me money in the long run on supplements that weren't right for me or just time or just the suffering of chronic brain fog and fatigue. So absolutely worth it to make that investment in your health, but you will need to see a functional or whole health or integrative medical professional to help you get those tests. Some of them you can order yourself, but you do need that professional advice to interpret them accurately. Okay, my number two biggest takeaway for you, don't neglect your mental health, not ever, and especially not right now. This emotional stress and trauma that we're all collectively going through is for real. And if you think it doesn't have an effect on your thyroid or on your thyroid symptoms, think again. Unmanaged or unaddressed stress and emotional trauma may be some of the absolute most overlooked root cause factors in chronic illness and autoimmunity. Last year, in addition to trying to navigate the pandemic, I was raising a 10-year-old who, like every other kiddo on the planet right now, is kind of being robbed of a normal childhood. Our future on this planet has never looked more terrifying. As a family, we lost a a family ranch that had been in my husband's family for generations. And with it, we said goodbye to our vision for our future and our retirement and our, our own family legacy. On top of that, I had to close down thyroid refresh in 2021, which I had invested so much time and energy and blood, sweat, and tears into. And I know it was the right decision, but it was a super emotionally draining one. And I had to go through it all while simultaneously rebuilding hypothyroid chef. And that's honestly like kind of the tip of the iceberg. You know, there's a lot more that 2021 threw at me. That's honestly too personal to get into on a public platform. But this is what was piled on my plate last year. And I know you have a heaping plate too, because every single person I know right now, friends, family, neighbors is dealing with an absolutely overflowing pile of grief, loss, uncertainty, fear, stress. And while I am a fierce optimist and believer in silver linings, that doesn't change the fact that this is a very difficult time. So be kind to yourself and also to each other, and please get the emotional support you need. And trust me, you need it. I need it. We all need it. So whether that's talking to a professional or a close confidant, whether it's writing in your journal or prioritizing a meditation practice, no matter what it is that works for you, 
please prioritize it, make time for it, and take extra good care of you. Because if we don't, the bill is going to come due and it's not going to be pretty. So let's come out of this not just okay, but better and more compassionate and stronger than before. My number three takeaway for you, don't fear the messy work. Does anybody else feel like we're going through some kind of like major astrological Marie Kondoing or something? It's like the great resignation is a reflection of this collective unwillingness to do anything but what aligns with our highest purpose and what's essential to our well-being. And this is a messy process. It's like when you can't open your business because the employees didn't show up or you can't get a doctor's appointment because so many doctors have chosen early retirement. But when I go up to 30,000 feet and I look down on the chaos and disorder of the present, I see some really hopeful signs. I think we're being like distilled to our essence and we're being called to live our truth and we're being called to be more in touch than ever before with what's important to us. A perfect analogy is if you've ever cleaned out a closet, which is a great activity for this moment in time, you know that it gets worse before it gets better. There is stuff strewn everywhere and you've got to sort through it all. There's the donation pile, there's the keep pile, there's the move it somewhere else pile, there's the put it in storage pile. It all takes longer than you thought it would. You find yourself going, should I have even started this? This is like, maybe I bit off more than I could chew. But if you stick with it, you do eventually reach this point where the job is done and it's better. It's more organized. It's less cluttered. And because of it, we're better. We're more organized. We're less cluttered with non-essentials. So do you get my drift here? Like, don't miss this major opportunity to Marie Kondo your life. It's messy. And you might find yourself wondering if you should have even started the process, but in the end, you will be better off because what that messy process enables us to do is to live our best lives. It gives us the space to find what brings us joy and then do that. That messy work is what enables us to play more, to love more, to laugh more, to eat better, to sleep better, to serve better, and to be better, as in like feel better. This is what thyroid healthy life looks like. And while I wouldn't wish thyroid dysfunction on anyone, I also wouldn't trade this healing journey for anything in the world because it is an incredible teacher. That kind of wraps up my reflection. Let's look to the future with what's on the horizon for Hypothyroid Chef. You know, after the messy work of Marie condoing my life and work, which is, you know, work that's never done, but I did a lot of it in 2021. And I can honestly say that I have never been in a better place with my work. I am loving being back at the helm of Hypothyroid Chef, and I'm so grateful to you and to every single member of this awesome community of thyroid thrivers. My word for 2021 was persevere, and as you've just heard, I did plenty of that. I really, it was a year of like putting my head down and just saying this must be done. It's not fun, 
but we're going to get through it. And it will be have, having to have that faith that things would be better on the other side. And you know what? They are. They absolutely are. My word for 2022 is play. And that extends into every aspect of my life, including hypothyroid chef. So if there's one thing I want to help you believe about thyroid friendly living, it's that it can be more delicious, it can be easy, and it can be fun. I know some of you may be wondering, like, why don't you have a meal plan or a recipe bundle or something like that? Well, it takes a lot of work to put something like that together. And I've been really busy behind the scenes doing just that. I've got an amazing new bundle coming your way that is really going to help you make thyroid healthy eating your new normal. So get hyped because that's coming at you very soon in 2022. Later this year, I'm so excited that I will be graduating from the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy as a certified functional medicine health coach. So I'm really looking forward to opening up more possibilities with that and what I can bring to you and how I can serve you. I'll be offering coaching services in some format in the not too distant future. And for my OG fans of Thyroid 30, you know, I'm still in the imagining process on this, but I will eventually be also incorporating that coaching into some kind of like group coaching membership that's designed to help you live and eat thyroid healthy. So while I no longer have the gamified app that Thyroid 30 was, that sort of came to a close with the end of Thyroid Refresh. There's still a lot of really exciting and fun and engaging ways. I think even more engaging ways to do this in a community setting and to do it in a way that's that's fun and can help you make real, lasting, sustainable thyroid healthy changes in your life. If you've got ideas or requests or feedback about that, hit me up. I always welcome and appreciate your feedback. I'd love to hear what you need help most with in 2022, what you've been loving most about hypothyroid chef content or the Thyroid Healthy Bites podcast. Tell me what you'd like to see more of or even less of. You can drop a comment below, you can DM me, or you can shoot me an email at Ginny at hypothyroidchef.com. Happy New Year, Thyroid Thrivers. As always, I wish you the best of health in 2022 and beyond. I am so looking forward to another year of learning and growth and inspiration together. So if you're new here, welcome. I invite you to join us on the thyroid healing path. The best way to do that and to get started is by downloading my free thyroid friendly grocery guide. That's hypothyroidchef.com slash grocery. I'll also put that link in the show notes. And of course, don't forget my special New Year's offer for you of 20% off the thyroid friendly workout kit with the code WORKIT20. Once again, link in the show notes. All right. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Thyroid Healthy Bites. If you've enjoyed the show, please don't forget to like, subscribe, or leave a review. You taking that extra second to support my work helps so much and is so appreciated. I'm Jenny Mahar wishing you the best of health. See you next time.